This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi there, I'm Cassandra Healy and welcome to... Behind the Pitch. Business has always looked really great and glamorous online, but I'm here to talk to you about everything that happens behind the business to make it a business. Join me and some of our amazing guests as we go through everything you need to know about what goes on behind the pitch. Hi everyone, welcome back to Behind the Pitch. Today I am really excited to introduce Mia. She's a successful boss woman with six incredible startup businesses and in some of those she has successfully also exited them with some incredible learnings that she has given us some insight to in this interview. Some of these businesses include Her Organics, Bondi Smile and Pearly Whites Australia. She's a self-made CEO who has the same level of experience and knowledge as those who have worked 20 plus years in her industries. How incredible is that? Mia is also an influencer with over 11,000 followers and has been featured across multiple news outlets, including Daily Mail. Mia puts her success down to her hardworking, determined attitude and confidence within herself. So join me as we welcome Mia to Behind the Pitch. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mia. It's been incredible chatting with you before the show started. Um, And I really hope you're staying safe in Melbourne and you're not being affected too much. But we'll get over the negativity and we'll jump straight into the positivity. So tell us about who you are and your journey in business. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Well, yeah, it's a bit crazy down here at the moment, but as I was saying to you before we hit record, um, I'm kind of lucky. I work for myself um, in my own space. So, you know, although it's affecting everybody and affecting me mentally in some places, um, Mm. I'm very lucky that I'm still able to be working and my business is thriving and um, it hasn't affected me as much as it has a lot of other people. But um, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. So a little bit about me. Well, where do I start? So I, I started my entrepreneurial journey, even though I hate that word so much, um, <laughs> when I was 21. But I do believe oh. that I've always been an entrepreneur. I, I think you're born an entrepreneur personally. Um, I've always had a very business-minded brain. Um, I've always been a problem solver and I've always 
try to figure out a solution to problems that will, you know, in turn make money. And that's, that's Mm. how, that's my philosophy in business. So I started my first business when I was 21, 22 called Pearly Whites Uh Australia, which was an in-home teeth whitening kit. And it, it happened to be one of the first in-home teeth whitening kits um, in Australia. And I believe that was probably why my business was so successful. I don't believe that I had as near enough knowledge or skills in business for that to be the reason my business was successful because I Mm. I definitely didn't. Um, I was such a rookie. I had no idea what I was doing, but what I am really good at and what I was really good at at the start, even when I didn't know anything was I could visualize a product and I I knew a product's market's place um, before I even executed an idea. And I knew that that in-home teeth whitening kit was going to be a massive trend and that I needed to jump on that however that was going to look. Um, mm. So that was my first business That's and I ran so into some issues with the business partner which kind of led me to, you know, losing my, my share in the company and, um, and finding myself at rock bottom, which is a whole nother story and I can talk hours and hours on that but we won't. <laughs> um, And it kind of left me back to square one. So, you know, I'd gone full deep into this business that, you know, was making millions of dollars. I lost it all and I was back to square one. Um, And I I treaded in a few other businesses. You know, I I owned a a juice company, a cold-pressed juice company called Downtown Breast Juices. Um, I had a, you know, big manufacturing facility. Um, We were distributing juices all over Victoria. It was a thriving Mm. business. But I soon realized, um, you know, about a year and a half into that business that I was going completely against everything that I wanted to do. And that was to be able to live a life of balance and freedom. Instead, mm. I was finding myself eyeball deep in beetroot juice at four in the morning. And <sighs> that's just not how I envisioned my life to be. Bricks and mortar was just not for me. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a business model that I wanted to continue um, to continue with. So I ended up selling that business. Um, and took a little bit of time off trying to, you know, I guess with, with what I do, it's, it's not a case of, you know, when do you do something? It's, it's when the idea comes to you. So you've just got to allow that creativity to come through and allow those ideas to, I guess, eventuate um, before you can start your next idea. Um, yeah. I ended up managing an influencer for a little while. Wow. We did a big, we did a big, like? pr- yeah, it was really cool. It was a really good experience. Um, we, I put together a massive international production for him and we did a big makeup masterclass tour. I have no idea how I pulled it off, but we had like 25 sponsors. We were getting, you know, three to 500 people attending each show. It was a huge production. It was really, really cool. And that was um, about a year of work. So that was a bit of a, uh, you know, a bit of an opportunity in the interim of my next business idea, which was Her Organics. Um, Her Organics was another, you know, solution to a problem. Um, I don't like to whinge about problems. I like to fix them. And my problem being that every month when I'd get my period, I would never have tampons. And I thought, why doesn't someone do a subscription-based tampon company? And Mm. I decided to do so. So I started a company called Her Organics, um, which is a monthly subscription for organic tampons. Um, but again, I, I made another mistake in getting business partners. And I just, if that's any advice I can give today on the podcast, if you can avoid partners, do so. Yeah. Um, 
And now we're on to my latest business, which is called a Slick Stick or Slick Hair Company is the name of the business. The product is Slick Stick. And it, to date, it's been my biggest, most um, popular thriving brand that I've executed so far. Um, and the irony being that I put the least amount of time energy and capital into this business and it's the one that has succeeded the most in such a short period of time so that's a little bit about my background and what I've done so far you've had an amazing journey so how long has this journey so you started your first business at 21 how long has this been uh, how long has your journey been going for so far well I'm 28 now so we're you know six six seven years Wow. So it, t- it took time for you yeah. to really like understand what you wanted, the kind of businesses that you wanted to create, as well as like the kind of lifestyle that you wanted to lead, which is so important. Like so, so, so. Absolutely. Important. So tell mm-hmm. us a little bit like about, you know, I don't, I don't want to really jump straight back into the coronavirus thing, but you mentioned like your mental health. How are you coping at the moment mm-hmm. with um, running your businesses as well as taking care of yourself and, you know, which is so important right now, your mental health and staying on top of everything. Look, to be completely honest, it's been hard. I feel, um, I feel like we're living in this warped reality, this warped reality. Like I'm in some sort of a matrix Mm. (laughs) and I think it's just, it's the fear of the unknown. I, I don't actually have a fear of, um, contracting the coronavirus I think it's just the the fear of how different the world is at the moment and how Mm. we're just all so on edge and we don't really know why and we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow um I just think it's just the 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 fear of the unknown it's the new feelings that we've never felt before it's the fact that I can't just get into my car and go and visit my parents or my grandparents like I would every weekend I can't I'm not allowed to do that at the moment and that's it's a really weird feeling. Um, but at the same time, I always try to find the silver lining in all bad situations if I can. And I guess that silver lining being that, you know, it's really allowed me to um, find space and yeah. do things that I wouldn't usually do because I would always say that I didn't have time. Or, you know, my calendar would not allow me to do things that I've always loved, which is, you know, I love being creative. I love painting. I love building things. I love pottery. I love knitting, sewing, whatever it may be. I love, I'm very, I love using my hands and making things and cooking and it's allowed me to give my time, myself space and time to do those things that I, I loved doing when I was younger without That's feeling amazing. guilty. Yeah, and it's great because I don't feel guilty for doing them because, I mean, what else am I going to do? I'm, I'm not allowed out of my house unless I'm going to the grocery store, a doctor's appointment or to exercise. So I, I love that I've been able to create this space to do all these creative things that I love doing, whether it be a jigsaw puzzle or even just reading or meditating, whatever it might be, writing in my journal. I'm doing all these things guilt-free and that's something that I've not experienced before because I know me, I, I'm always like, why would you sit down and paint or draw 
I should be working or I should be out visiting this person or I should be down visiting my nonna or I should be going here and fixing this. Do you know what I mean? So that's been one silver lining with this whole Corona bullshit. (laughs) Rona. That has allowed me to do stuff that I, um, I before would not allow myself to do. Oh, you know what? I've been trying to put a word on how exactly that experience is like, because I remember at the first of coronavirus, I was like feeling so bad for just sitting around actually having spare time and like feeling so uneasy about it. But that's what it is. Like it honestly turns into over time, like that guilt-free pleasure. Like, yeah, it's like having, it's, it's, exactly sums it up so it's amazing that you've been able to really take it and do those things that you love that you know give you the creative spark that allows yeah. you to even be just things like on, a, on the weekend like laying in bed a little bit longer in the morning because it's like well I can't really get up and go to the market I don't yeah. not really allowed to do that or I can't really go out and have brunch with my friends in fact I can't because all the cafes are closed so it's like I don't know just little things that allow us to now just be a little bit more still and find find some pleasure in not doing anything, which I think as a society and, and me, especially the type of personality that I am is I find it very hard to sit still. I find it very hard not to do anything. Um, mm. So I think I'm, I'm learning to really just stop and be still. Yeah. It's so important. Right. And you don't really get those opportunities very. in business at all. So what, have been some of your biggest highs and some of your lows so far in your business journey. So you've mentioned, you know, business partner experiences. Now I know like my dad always gave me that advice, like never, if you can start up a business with a business partner, because you just don't know. And I've seen a lot of people around me start off with business partners that just end in ways that you never expect to see different sides of people, but it is what it is. So Mm. tell us a little bit more about your business. Yeah. Highs, yeah, your highs and lows so far. Look, I've probably had a lot more lows than I have highs and I think most business owners have that um, similarity but don't admit it. Mm. Um, I have gone into business with three partners over three different businesses um, and all of them, look, not all of them have ended badly but majority of them have ended with what was a friendship at the start would more just be an acquaintance at the end. Um, You know, I find it to be very rare that you hear about a partnership in business that ends incredibly well. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's just my personality, but I personally can't, I just, I just don't like having partners. I think that it makes it really challenging, especially when you've got two strong heads trying to, you know, create one product or one brand, um, different opinions, you know, different ways of doing things. It just, it really doesn't end well. Mm. But in saying that, you know, in some scenarios and some startups, you don't really have a choice. You, if you, if you need the capital or the support in some areas, then you need to get a partner. But I think if you are going to, you need to really be sure that you're structuring and setting yourself up legally in, in a way that you can protect yourself if something does happen. And I learned mm-hmm. that the hard way at the beginning in my first business. But for me now, I mean, with Slick Stick, capital 
wasn't necessarily an issue for me. Um, I was able to start that business, you know, relatively with a low capital. Um, and I'd had the, you know, so much experience in business that I had the blueprint that I'd created already with my previous brands that I was able to duplicate that blueprint onto this business. And I didn't need the help from anybody. So I think that that's the, the reason why my brand is doing so incredibly well this time around is because it's actually the first business that I've gone in full steam, 100% me, um, mm. with, with no one to answer to. It's all my own money. It's my own investment. It's my own ideas. And every single decision that's made for the business is my own. And I believe that that's why my business is doing so well. So probably bad business partners would be my, my lowest, um, my yeah. highest points. Uh, look, there's, there's been definitely high points, but business is, business is a journey. And I mean, when I first started business, I thought that it was all about making as much money as you possibly can. But then I, you know, I got to a point where I had the money and then I lost it all. And I realized that you don't really feel any different either way. Money's yeah. just a byproduct of something else. And I think that that, the desire that we're all searching for is validation and, you know, creating opportunities for other people and solving problems and, and pushing our status quo within ourselves, not necessarily just making bank. I think money I is, a, is a, yeah, I think money is a, it's a byproduct. It's, it's a reward for our hard work definitely. And, and with money gives us freedom, financial freedom to be able to do things that you probably wouldn't be able to do if you don't have money, but it's not the be all and end all. And I've, that's taken me a few years to learn. Yeah. That's such an important lesson to learn. So this kind of goes into like my next question because you've obviously had such an incredible journey and um, you've got, years of experience, you know, under your belt, but have you done all of this with the help of a mentor or is this all lessons that you've taken from your own experiences, you know, lessons, faults and highs, lows and everything in between? Um, I've never actually had a mentor, one particular person who I will ring if I have a problem or a question or, or a concern, but I do believe that the people that you surround yourself with are like mentors. Um, mm. You know, it's it's a hard one because people say that you need mentors, but I feel like if you're too persuaded or manipulated by one individual, you know, who's to say that they're doing it the right or wrong way? And I think that's why my business is so successful in this is because I, I've never I've never studied business. I've never you know, gone to business school. I've never been, you know, manipulated in a good or bad way, whatever, by an individual to do business in a certain way. I'm doing it the way that I organically think is right. And yeah. therefore I'm, I'm doing the right thing based on what I personally, what my gut tells me is the right thing to do. Um, I think it's important to have people around you, a, a friendship group that can support you and guide you and, and help you when necessary. And I definitely do have an incredible circle of very successful friends. Um, mm. But I think it's really important that we're able to, I guess, learn ourselves and mentor ourselves through hard times. Um, yeah. You can't rely on anyone that, in business. No, you really can't because look at the end of the day, the reality is you can't trust anybody. And, and I, I've always lived with the, the, the motto that 
not everyone wants to see you succeed. And I know that sounds super down and depresso, but it's the truth. You know, we <laughs> live in a very, very, we live in a very, very selfish world. And the, the reality is not a lot of people want to see you succeed. Um, so why rely on someone else's opinion to, to get you to where you want to be. I think, you know, there's a lot of amazing books out there and podcasts and YouTube videos that we can watch and read and listen to that will help us and move us in a direction um, that we need to go in. But I don't rely on someone's opinion to help me to get to where I want to be. Yeah, it's so important. It all comes down to action, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So you've got all of these you know, you've had, you've got businesses, you've got an incredible business at the moment. How do you manage your businesses as well as balancing your friendships, your family relationship? Like, you know, you've got a cute little puppy that I just saw on your Instagram. <laughs> How are you balancing it all? Um, look, it's, you know, I've, I've exited a lot of my businesses, so I'm not sitting here today saying that I'm running six businesses. Um, I'm only running one at the moment, which is Slickstick. Her Organics is run by my business partner and I'm just a shareholder in that company now. So my day to day is predominantly all Slickstick, um, along with, you know, some consulting work that I do. Um, and also, you know, my podcast as well, which I've been Mm. a bit slack with lately. Um, so, you know, I've got a pretty great balance at the moment because I am just running the one business. Um, so that makes it a lot easier. Um, I tend to exit or sell a business before I would move on to my next one. It's only been a couple of occasions where I'm running, you know, two business simultaneously. Um, so just like you, you know, we're, we're running a business, um, and we just delegate our time evenly. I mean, at the moment being that we're in stage three lockdown, I'm not allowed to go anywhere unless it's, you know, health related, food related or exercise related. So Mm. (laughs) it's given me a lot of time just to stay at home with honey, my dog, who's sitting at my feet right now. Um, (laughs) yeah, my my partner's at work and yeah, this is, this is my day-to-day life. I run my business out of my, my apartment in Port Melbourne, which is slowly starting to take over. Um, I haven't got a couch (laughs) at the moment because I have so much stock in here that I couldn't fit a couch. So I had to get rid of it. Oh my God. That's yeah. I know. So that's, that's me. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That's like incredible. So you're obviously getting to that point where your business is growing. Are you going to be looking at getting into a warehouse soon or are you just going to stay in your apartment until you really, really, really have to invest in, you know, getting, signing a lease? This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Um, so I bought, purchased this apartment about 12 months ago. So my goal is to probably turn this place into the full-time sleep stick office and oh, um, get rid of the furniture and, and actually turn it into a, an office space. Um, oh, that's because, awesome. You know, I, yeah, well, I, well, the way I look at it is I'm paying a mortgage. Why would I go and pay rent for an office when I could rent my apartment to my company and my company's paying a lease, which is in turn paying for my mortgage. 
that yeah. makes more sense to me. Um, so I could use my business um, paying rent as a tax deduction to pay my own mortgage. That's that awesome. makes sense. Oh my god, that's, that's a oh. smarter way of doing it. So business I would rather do that right than then. go and. Hundred percent. So rather than going and leasing another place out for you know a thousand dollars a week, I'll rent this place out to myself, and um, I'll get a house, a bigger house for myself. So that's the plan at this point. But who knows? That could change. I could um, mm. end up wanting more of an industrial sort of factory because I do hold a lot of inventory. Um, yeah. But we'll see. That's the plan. But plans never go to to plan, do they? So <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Who knows if that ever happens, happen. it's a miracle if a plan ever it's goes to It's a miracle. Plan. Exactly. <laughs> so, look, in a business, as you know, I know, but a lot of other people who might be listening to this may not know, you have to wear a lot of hats. You are an accountant. You are a social media manager. You are a content creator. You are a boss. You're a CEO. You know, there's a lot of hats to wear. Do you delegate or do you just, you know, keep it all within, do you do it all by yourself? Look, at the morning, at the morning, wow, at the moment, um, from I, I personally do everything um, because I have created really great systems to help me manage all these different categories within the business. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I'm really ready to hire someone, but being under the current circumstances that we're going through at the moment in Victoria, it's almost impossible to be hiring someone to come and work for you at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of putting that off for now, but you know, I, you know, I've, I've worked with, with my business, I've worked out that, Influencer marketing is my most successful and converting strategy. So I put majority of my time and energy into that. Um, But, you know, one part of the business that takes up the most amount of time and labor is packaging all the orders. You know, packaging 500 orders a day on my own is incredibly time consuming and For me, I know it's not smart as a business owner for me to be working so much in my business rather than on my business. So I am spending several hours a day packing orders. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, but under the current climate, I have no other choice. So, you know, it's, it's about being lenient and flexible and wearing all of the hats if you have to. But I know that as soon as COVID settles down, which hopefully tap wood is very soon, um, you know, I would be very, I'd be a lot smarter to hire someone to come and work for me to help me pack the orders and to label the bottles and to, you know, get all the wholesale orders out. That Mm. stuff is very time consuming. You don't need a lot of brains to do that job. I would rather use my brains on growing my business and scaling. So yes, at the moment I'm wearing 10 different hats. It is working currently, but I don't think (laughs) it's long-term. That's for sure. Takes time, but you know, like it sounds like you're doing an incredible job, especially in today's, you know, predicament. So what kind of advice other than obviously trying to avoid business partners if possible, what kind of advice do you have for the people that are listening right now that, you know, are looking to start up an e-com or even just get into business? What, what is like one piece of advice that you could give them right now? The one bit of advice that I would give anybody who wants to start an e-commerce business is do not be a sheep, be a leader. And the reason I say that is because 99% of people that I start that I see starting e-com businesses are simply just copying an already existing trend, thinking that they can jump on that bandwagon now and make bank from it. So mm. a perfect example being that 
I'm not saying you have to be an innovator. I am by far an innovator. I'm the first to admit that I have never invented a product. Every idea that I have brought to market has always been either an extension or a manipulation on a previous product that I have already seen. But you have to jump on that product early. Teeth whitening was huge back in 2016. And that's when I started my first business. I, I think you would be ludicrous to, to now jump on the teeth whitening business in 2020. I think that that's silly and stupid. And I think that if somebody does that, you're not an entrepreneur, you're a sheep. Yeah. And I know it sounds really harsh, but I say it to people because they're just going to end up failing and losing money. And I don't want to see people fail because e-commerce is amazing. Business is amazing, but you need to be creative and you need yeah. to think out of the box. And my, my biggest advice is try and come up with a new trend. What's going to mm. be the next big product? You know, you look at things like teeth whitening was huge. Then we looked at, you know, pink clay masks were massive. Sheet, yeah. face, sheet face masks were huge. We're now looking at new trends around, you know, like mermaid hair, for instance. That's a new trend um, with these waving hair products. Um, but I'm seeing them popping up in a million different businesses. It's, it's yeah. really amazing when you have that entrepreneurial mindset. You can, it's almost like tunnel vision. You can really see what people are creating and you can see all of the other people like copying around. You know, even with Slick Stick, I see so many new brands now popping up with a very similar product. Yeah. So my, my biggest so point, my biggest bit of advice is to just try and be a leader Try and visualize the end result of a product that you think is has a potential. I go to China, not at the moment, obviously, um, but I, I was going to China, you know, one, two times a year to these big Canton fairs and these big trade shows that they hold in, you know, Hong Kong and Shenzhen and Guangzhou. And I'd jump on a plane and go over there on my own for a week and attend these big, big trade shows. And the reason being is because this is where, you know, these big manufacturers all over Asia are showcasing new innovations that they've created. And mm. I'll never forget when I went to my first sh- um, show I, uh, in China, I saw the magnetic eyelashes. And this was before anyone had executed any brand in Australia using these products. And I remember seeing them in China thinking that's the dumbest idea I've ever seen. <laughs> Who is going to magnetically apply an eyelash to their eye? Well, how wrong was I? Those things took off and people are making millions and millions and millions of dollars from that innovation. So you just need to think outside the square, find a product that you can brand and market and manipulate in a way that your target audience will want to buy it. And that is my Mm. biggest bit of advice. Explore the internet, look for new innovations, look for new products because at the end of the day, we're not just business owners, we are trendsetters. You need to be a trendsetter. You need to be a trendsetter in business if you want to succeed. Oh, that's amazing advice. You know what? Like it's so real and so true. And I just love that hot tip because a lot of people won't tell you to go to trade shows and all that kind of stuff. So thank you so much for being honest, but most importantly, thank you so much for jumping on the show and sharing, you know, your incredible insights into business and your business journey so far. Uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you and meet you. Of course. You. And thank you so I, much. No, you're so welcome. And I, 
wish you the best and I hope everything in Cor- uh, everything in Corona, everything in Melbourne <laughs> settles down. It pretty corona. much is Corona town at the moment. <laughs> oh, I know, right? It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. But I hope it settles down soon and it doesn't affect your business. But thank you so much. And thank you so much to anyone who is listening. And I will link Mia's Instagram in, her, in the bio. So thank you so much for tuning in to Behind the Pitch and I will speak to you next time. Thank you so much for joining us on Behind the Pitch. Don't forget to rate, subscribe and like and follow us on all of our social media platforms for more. We'll see you next time. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corian's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corian.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corian.com.